Marsh is over Petrangelo, right for Eichel. He shoots and scores! Off the bar it is! Tie game! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Stone sets up Eichel across the line. Left wing Barbashev. Stone in front shot. Score on the rebound! First try got stopped, second time gets through. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard hanging out in Studio 31. Chris Chapman, Ryan Wallace hanging out here inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the. Interesting. We get used to the pace of the first half of the National Hockey League season, and it was a frantic. Uh, to say the least. And now we get a couple of days between games, a chance to catch the breath and uh, cover a couple of different stories that you don't normally, because uh, of games every other day, uh, get a chance to dive into. And uh, we'll do that in a little more detail, including the uh, debut of Brendan Brisson a couple of games ago, uh, or last game, a couple of days ago. And uh, looking forward to seeing him being back in the lineup uh, for a second straight day tomorrow. I haven't heard of anything that would suggest uh, the other uh, avenue. And also getting to watch practice and go through a really good, uh, hardworking, in-depth practice, not something to get your legs uh, going, not something to just fine-tune, but uh, some teaching that uh, went on today and a couple of the different drills that they were able to dive into. Uh, That and uh, with some... Uh, significant news from around the National Hockey League, other games uh, from last night and tonight, and that leads us into some weather that has occurred, and there's already one game that has been canceled by the National Hockey League, and that has forced uh, some uh, juggling in and around uh, broadcasts and broadcasters uh, in the NHL, and we'll uh, deal with that uh, as it relates to TNT in a little bit. So uh, some fun stuff ahead over the next couple of hours. Looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. It's a it's a weird situation for us with uh, another day off. It's yep. just very odd. But it's fun because you do get to talk to players when they have a chance to exhale. And it's not just uh, a, a game day off on uh, uh, a practice day and they're back into a game day where they're so focused, where they're so dialed in that they have a chance to uh, have some more time for us they're not running around trying to cram everything in between video and coaches meetings and therapy and uh, treatment and uh, uh, video uh, and then families and uh, the like so uh, this is uh, this is cool just being able to jump around the room today uh, uh, Alec Martinez had some uh, great interactions uh, regarding the Detroit Lions and their quest to go deep into the National Football League postseason and potentially be right here uh, for a Super Bowl, wouldn't that be amazing? The, the Golden Knights don't play on Super Bowl Sunday, but they do play the the next day. So, uh, like Martinez uh, is following that uh, with uh, great fever because he's the biggest uh, Detroit Lions fan that I know, and he's right up there with uh, just the biggest football fans uh, that I know. Never mind uh, just uh, being on the Detroit Lions. Uh, there was uh, a, a great deal of practice at the end of practice today. There, there's two things that caught my eye uh, about uh, today's workout. One was uh, they do this, this drill where there's uh, both nets are at one end, 
and it's divided down the middle, uh, separated uh, down the middle with tires. Mm-hmm. And you basically have it's it's a, a three on one on, on the goaltender with a defenseman uh, up at the blue line, uh, two forwards down low, defended by one D man. And what you're trying to do is funnel pucks to the net and create second chances if you don't score on a tip. But you've got an odd man situation, and you try to attack, attack, attack. That's the whole idea of a of, of this drill: is getting the puck to the net and uh, creating uh, uh, scenarios where the goaltender and the defenseman are caught either out of position, or you're creating uh, uh, just uh, chaos that uh, that can lead to uh, a goal. But it's it's all about pressure. But if you don't score, or the puck gets uh, slid out of play by the defenseman or the goaltender uh, just a couple of feet over onto the other side of the ice because one net's in one uh, corner, basically, the other net's in the on the other side of the ice, then the uh, the other player, the other goaltender, has to defend, and they, they go back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, illustrated, in, in a fun, different-type drill, uh, there's a lot of battling. That It's almost like uh, uh, when you're, you're training and you can find a, a way to go about it, That destroy, whether it's by music or uh, whether it's by watching a TV show, if you're on a Peloton, uh, you, you're distracted by the uh, uh, what uh, you're doing, but you're still getting work done. Uh, you're still putting in the, uh, the, the time and the effort uh, to, to get it done. You're having fun in this drill, and uh, it's a battle drill, but you don't realize you're going that far deep into it. But it, it does really get the Golden Knights uh, towards that idea of creating offense in different ways uh, with so many uh, big-name players, uh, veteran players out of the lineup. And uh, it was it was successful. Uh, there was uh, there was some great uh, uh, execution on it, and I thought it just it it added another layer to what Bruce Cassidy is looking for with net front presence, uh, net front uh, work ethic, net front execution mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive side of the puck. So that was the first one that uh, that I thought was a was a key uh, point of what Bruce Cassidy was trying to get out of this uh, second uh, day off, but the first big practice day. Well, it, it kind of falls in lockstep with, you know, what you had just talked about and what Bruce has is, is kind of mentioned a couple of times yeah. with these injuries, right, is you've got to find ways to, to kind of out-battle or out-compete somebody in front of the opposition net. You've got to look for second and third opportunities. I think for a lot of guys that are you know, maybe struggling to find the back of the net right now, one of the best ways, uh, the, the quickest ways that you can maybe remedy that is getting to the front of the net and, and winning a couple of battles there. So it makes a lot of sense that that was an area of focus. Well, you can't you can't replicate a game-type situation. No. Certainly not five-on-five. Five. Uh, that's really difficult, and you're going against your teammates, and uh, there's a lot. Uh, you're not probably going to if you're going to do that uh, drill five on five in one end zone, if you're never going to be able to recreate the urgency, but if you've only got half the ice and you're stuck in a corner and it's two uh, offensive players on one defenseman and the goaltender, you're, you automatically uh, just by space are closer to the net. And the other part is uh, the, the whole goal is to try to wear down, uh, or capitalize on your on your number advantage, which is uh, was the two on one, or with the point shot, uh, a three on one, and uh, it was just one of those hidden uh, angles uh, that the coach can put into a drill where the guys hardly even 
realize because they're having fun. They're trying to score, mm-hmm. but it it is something that you can carry over, and uh, he can reference tomorrow. Hey, we did that drill yesterday. Get the pucks in that same type of thing that you guys were so good at uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Paul, or uh, uh, if you want to go uh, Chandler or whoever the the, the player was, uh, uh, John the Marshall, uh capitalize thinking along those terms. The other one is a was a drill that we see all the time at the end of practice, and it's it's called rebound. And some days there's maybe four guys, forwards, uh, or defensemen, uh, because everybody's the same. You're a skater uh, in this. Uh, today, I think there was uh, nine uh, players. And what they do is they, they form a semicircle around the goal from the hash marks uh, and around the goal. So mm-hmm. but goal line uh, up to the hash marks and around. And the players surround the goaltender. And the player at the top will take a shot. And they're trying to score or at the very least uh, create a rebound. Don't want to miss the net because then that's a win for the goaltender. Uh, and uh, if uh, you you get one pass after if you don't score. If there's a rebound there, you get one pass over and, and you, you slide it in. If there's no goal, then you rotate. And today uh, the forwards were spot on. Like they the, – so was dialed in today mm-hmm. uh, with with to be able to score from the initial shot. And I'm, I'm going to look for him tomorrow, uh, quite <laughs> honest, because it, it's really hard to score from that position. And that's why there's uh, the, the players on the side, because you, you get a chance to corral the rebound. You can either shoot there or you pass it off uh, and you have an opportunity. That's generally way, the way the game goes. Mm-hmm. But Marcia so it was noticeable today how effective he was at being able to find the net. And uh, that gives me just a little bit of a heads up on somebody to watch tomorrow as they get back to work against the New York Rangers. Uh, just a, a little scouting uh, tip uh, when it comes to the game that will be the fourth in this five-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then, then they had some fun because he was he was putting the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. So he, he actually jumped into the goal for a little bit <laughs> and was giving everybody some, some goaltending tips. <laughs> uh, not not just the netminders, but the but the players themselves, showing them uh, he was into the goaltending stance, and and then was uh, working on his uh, his uh, post uh, uh, coverage and uh, being able to lock down what is normal would for him would be the blocker side. If you're looking at the net, be the left side, uh, and uh, and we had to, he and I had some fun uh, chats about that after the game. Like Marcia, I had no idea that you were this dialed in uh, to to the goaltending side. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I watch it all. I take it at all and uh, he said uh, why wouldn't I give tips uh, if, if nobody's uh, uh, stopping the puck why don't I give tips and so he was he was enjoying the moment and he was kissing the stick after he would score goals and having a whole bunch of fun so uh, one was a battle drill uh, dialed into where this team has to create offense from right now uh, generate some of the greasier type goals from going to the net, and the other one was a fun drill that they do at the end of every practice, and the forwards got the better of the goaltenders today, and uh, and Jonathan Barshow was uh, a big part of that, and I think uh, bodes well on the heels of the empty net goal uh, the other night. Uh, does he have a streak that's on the way where he can carry this team for a couple of games. Well, there's, there's, it stands to reason that Jonathan Marcheseau is going to get hot at some point here, right? And I, I think the empty net goal was uh, a catalyst for that. The fact that he was putting the puck in the back of the net to uh, practice is usually a good sign too. And when he's loose, right, and you know, kind of 
providing those tips of, of how to stop him uh, is certainly a, a measure of how loose he is right now. I think that that uh, lends you to believe that he could absolutely break out. And if he does, that'd be a best case scenario for Vegas. I'm, during the bye week, uh, we will not have uh, live shows. We're going to run some of our best of or go to network coverage. Uh, I don't know whether that's been decided just yet, but uh, during the All-Star break, uh, we're going to take a step back, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going back to, to Canada for a couple of days. I'm going to speak at a, at a couple of banquets for mm-hmm. some junior teams. And uh, one of the things that uh, that popped into my head today, because you try and have uh, some uh, outline or some pictures that, to show and tell some stories, and everybody wants to know the stories about the Stanley Cup and the parade and being able to add to that and being around a Stanley Cup champion and uh, your experiences. But uh, today it j- jumped out at me. And uh, these are junior hockey players uh, from uh, 16 to 20 uh, who may go on and, and play in the collegiate level. Uh, they may go on and play professionally. They may go on and play uh, in beer leagues or men's league uh, after they start their, their careers. But uh, for the rest of this year and maybe a couple more years, they'll be in junior hockey. And what I want to impart on them is something that really jumps out from the Vegas Golden Knights and every practice uh, that they participate in is the amount of energy that is out there and the amount that these players love to score. And it's in practice. It doesn't count for anything. They're the top 1% of the 1% in the world. Mm-hmm. They're the Stanley Cup champions in the National Hockey League. And when a puck goes in, in any drill, there's clapping sticks on the ice. Yeah. The goalies may make a couple of saves that are all world. Sean Burke will clap or a couple <laughs> of guys will hoot and holler. But if a puck goes in the net, you can look around and just do one. There it is. And there's a great reaction. Uh, from these players having fun and enjoying scoring the goals. And and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, There's some teams, some environments where it's more of a get the work done and put in your time and make sure that you're prepared. Mm -hmm. They do that by way of uh, of obvious uh, standards, winning the Stanley Cup championship, but they enjoy it along the way, and those that come out to Sydney National Arena on a daily basis and watch these guys practice are certainly aware of it, but I think it's a, it's a great reminder for uh, the players in, in Henderson, the, the players in uh, UNLV who are practicing uh, right now, uh, the, the junior hockey guys, girls, just enjoy the moment when you do score when you do something good even in practice mm-hmm. uh don't don't let it uh affect you from an ego standpoint by way of thinking you're uh, the uh, uh the big person on campus but certainly enjoy <laughs> it and hoot and holler and create that rivalry because if you cheer when the when the puck goes in the net the goalie's sour mm-hmm. they, they don't want to be have it rubbed in it or the defenseman that got beat on that drill they they, they don't want to hear about it so you 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 raise the level of their side coming back uh the next time around and maybe they stop you they'll give you a, it, it doesn't get adversarial but it's fun and i guarantee you uh in in watching just i'll just use today's example I've watched uh, the Vegas Golden Knights practice, and I've uh, watched uh, the UNLV team uh, practice. Way more hooting and hollering 
from the National Hockey Leaguers who are already on the top of the mountain than the UNLV. And UNLV has some music going, and they're they're having their own fun. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying one is way better than the other, but I can tell you one group looked like they were enjoying themselves more by way of just owning the moment when they score. And I think that is one of the coolest things uh, going about this group, that even in a random Wednesday practice in January or a Saturday practice in February or a Tuesday practice in September uh, going into training camp, the energy is the same, and they love when they score. And I think a lot of that, quite honestly, comes from Jonathan Marcheseau, mm-hmm. who has that competitiveness in him yeah. where he's always trying to score no matter what drill. And uh, and he'll, he'll always, even the days that the rare times that I practice with him, he'll come up and go, what's your excuse today? I'm like, what? Uh, when I score on you today, what what excuse are you going to use? Yeah. Uh, like he's, he's, he's well, what chirping. excuse do you use? Uh, I say I'm old. Oh, okay. That that that's why. Or what's the I, second I'm excuse? Try, uh, trying to get confidence up. Ah, that two two valid points, uh, I think. Uh, but he but he's he's like he's on it, and I don't insert myself into that story yeah. uh, by way to insert myself into the story. But he's like it doesn't matter who you are, <laughs> he's competitive against you. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, Isaiah Seville, Yuri Patera. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I, I think it comes from him and and Alec Martinez yeah. are are the two practice drivers of this team when it comes to energy and uh one's a consummate trophy winner the other guy is a three-time stanley cup champion yeah and and i i reiterate they're not too cool to have fun while they're putting in the work and enjoy it and i think it raises the 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 boat uh of with this team uh to be able to really go to work and enjoy yourself even though the head coach is watching. The general manager might be watching. The president of hockey operations might be watching. The media is watching. Uh, they're still able to uh, really uh, dial in the fun factor along with doing the work. Now, if you don't do the work, Bruce is going to call you out. If, sure. If you, uh, if you lollygag through a drill or you're not uh, executing right on, on the power play or uh, a drill or uh, one of the uh, uh, rush chance drills – then you're going to get called out about it, or the general manager is going to notice. Uh, media may write about it, but uh, but they they are able to accomplish both, which doesn't occur in every National Hockey League rink. Well, and you know, a couple of things on it. I, I think that one, it's it's a team, and we've seen this over the last really four, five, six since their existence. They don't take anything for granted, right? Like it's it's fun. At the end of the day. I know it's a business. I know it's results-oriented. I know that you want to win hockey games, and it's not fun when you're losing. But the Golden Knights have been playing better of late, and I think that they are a better team overall when they are having fun, when they do have that kind of in their back pocket. When you look at this team and they go through that three-on-three small area game, both nets on the blue lines, like they are keeping track, they are keeping score, they are hooting and hollering for every uh, really good play or or even goal or, or big save. And, you know, I think that that's kind of ingrained into this team's DNA. They've found a way to balance the work and not taking for granted that this is supposed to be fun, that you're supposed to enjoy yourself, that you get to play hockey for a living. And I think that that makes them a little bit special. Some, some, I, I mean, I'd argue unique. Well, you, you'd almost think that the higher you go in this sport, 
the less fun it is. Like mm-hmm. you start out as a kid on the community ice and frozen part of Saskatchewan, and you're just having fun. And then it gets a little more competitive, and you're still a 17-year-old, but you're having fun, and you're playing junior hockey. Then you become pro, and there's expectations, and you're making money, and you got to provide for your family. It's more it's a business now. We hear that all the time. It's a business. There may not be room for as much fun. They find a way to still squeeze enjoyment into the game. And I reiterate, what you see from Vegas and being able to separate it from, okay, things haven't been going great uh, lately, coming through the new year. And there's been highs and there's been lows. It, it doesn't fit into their morning skates or into their practice. It doesn't infect their mood uh, uh, out there on the ice, and, and that's difficult to do. Now, there, there's a time if things do go uh, in the wrong direction, there's a time for a quiet practice full of work mm-hmm. and maybe some battle drills and maybe the odd uh, altercation or uh, – physical pushback between players yeah i'm not talking about scraps but a little bit of you don't want to mess with me get get out of my face kind of thing there's room for that uh and and it never usually goes far beyond that but uh, i i i am one that uh, that does appreciate the odd interaction uh from an intensity level mm-hmm. uh when things aren't going in the right direction but if if you're on the streak uh, or the stretch like the golden knights are uh you may not be happy with what happened in calgary but the next day of practice it's good good vibe you, you you put it behind you you deal with it in the video room you deal with the coaches you deal with with your teammates and then you get back on the ice you work hard and away and away you go this is a a, a long rant a long speech uh, about uh, how impressed I am that at the top of the mountain, these players, these coaches, this management, mm-hmm. they they allow all of that to happen. There's no stomping on the enjoyment of the game because you have expectations. Uh, that that goes along with it, and uh, uh, whether it's Express Mark Stone or uh, uh, John of the Marshall. So I think I love watching Chandler Stevenson. Uh, give it to guys and and chirp on the ice in practice. We don't see a lot of it during the game, but he's he's not shy mm-hmm. about uh, about uh, letting you know when he's got the better of you. I love those moments out there, and uh, Martinez and Marcia. So uh, I would put them uh, as the guys that set the tone. Would Would you say that it's increased this year, or has it been no. on the same level as it's been? I think it's the same level that, yeah. that it's been, and. In the past, uh, Mark Andre uh, was sure. was credited with with some of that uh, vibe and 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 uh, being able to uh, establish the expectations in practice. He wouldn't give up on a puck. Uh, I, I think that is is part of uh, what you see from the goaltenders even today. Uh, a couple of years after uh, his exit from the the organization, the, mm-hmm. the battle level of a, a Logan Thompson in practice or uh, Isaiah Seville today uh, sliding over making saves. Uh, uh, being able to to establish that, but but in in the time since uh, Mark Andre was here, uh, that's certainly been 
picked up and and carried by a couple of other members of the organization where let's let's go let's let's treat it almost like until the whistle goes uh, that puck is still alive and if i put that in even uh well you're not uh, able to get over i'm still gonna beat you yeah because i put the puck in the net and uh and you can be mad if you want and if you want to be mad next time stop it and in a fun way uh and i i don't think it's any more accelerated or exaggerated yeah. than other years it was just i'm i'm preparing honestly i'm preparing my my presentation for this trip home and uh and it it struck me i wonder if those kids in manitoba on these couple of teams are having as much fun in their practices mm-hmm. as this group of stanley cup champions and my guess quite honestly is they're probably not yeah and and uh I think that that needs to be passed down uh, to to the group that's uh, uh, whether you're in Henderson. Uh, hopefully uh, that gets back. I don't get to watch uh, as much Ryan Craig's practices as I would like, but uh, or Savannah uh, or junior hockey. I I hope that this group has an effect on players that when they go home in the summer that there's a lot of that in their in their summer skates and maybe those players take it back to their their regular season teams at, at all kinds of different levels. Yeah, it, the the reason that I asked is because, you know, I think a lot of people might default to thinking that, well, because you win, right, because you've no. won everything, yeah. now you have license to be to be free, to be fun, to have fun in, inside of those skates, inside of those practices. But uh, as someone that's been here from day one, and, and we can kind of attest to it, the practices have always been like this. And, and that's a great message from the top-down organizationally in that, you can have fun as long as you take care of business, as long as you're able to marry the work to the fun, go out there and enjoy yourself. And I think that that's been a, a, a constant really for this team from day one, and it's carried over even after the winning. You know, I would say the opposite about the effect of winning, mm-hmm. that they might have dialed it back because they won. And now there's these expectations to repeat and they're the champions and uh you're uh, some teams will be we're the champions we we can't have fun we're trying to win again we <laughs> got to carry ourselves like this uh i would uh have defaulted to that side of it but it's interesting that you you bring it up and that, that's a valid point that they mm-hmm. won maybe they're a little bit looser and that's the reason why but it is i think it's exactly the same yeah. whether uh, uh one side or or whether they won uh, and and uh, uh, they're having fun, uh, I don't think the winning has uh, generated any more of the looseness on the ice or the attention to detail. I think it's exactly the same. They've they've stayed true to themselves as as much as uh, as you could ever imagine with this group. Do you do you think it's a unique situation to Vegas in terms of? maybe how the team came together, maybe it's an expansion team situation. Like, do you find that no. there are other teams that might be able to balance that the way Vegas yeah, has? No, I think there's, there's other teams for sure. I've been, I've been around other groups mm-hmm. and some of them, Ryan, weren't any good, but, but <laughs> they were able to, which is a credit to them. Uh, sure. and, and I know it bugged some people when I was around those teams that they were able to still have fun, even though they weren't any good. 
but I, I I like the fact that they they were able to separate the result from putting in the work and, and having some fun. Now, if you're if you're getting beat the same way or you're not trying, uh, then you deserve to be re- and you're and you're walking around like you don't have a care in the world. Yeah, that's a different story. Uh, but some of those teams that I'm referring just weren't very talented, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were able to have some fun. But it's 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 I won't say it's. Uh, 22 out of 32 uh, are like the the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it, it's it's very uh, hit and miss. Uh, I I think that there probably is some measure of the expansion influence uh, with this group, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's a precursor. Uh, I I know Seattle has a couple of guys on their team that uh, that are great uh, vibe guys sure. uh being able to uh create energy and and uh and be able to be tone setters uh with their group but uh but I also think uh like in 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 Winnipeg this year uh I've been around uh, a skate uh for the Jets very similar now no, they're winning mm-hmm. uh that wasn't the case last year but they also have a different group uh with their winning uh a, a Toronto team that I was around that I referenced wasn't very good uh, back in the day. Uh, they still had some guys that uh, that were able to have some fun uh, and be able to, uh, and and that's where it bugs some people. Like, wow, well, sure, do they, how do they do that? But uh, but I I wouldn't say that it's um, just uh, just because you're an expansion team. I think it comes from a couple of uh, individuals in the room that drive that, and that's why like you often hear glue guys. Sure, uh, this is not necessarily a glue guy, but. They are definitely players that can uh, set a tone for a random practice on that particular week in that particular month uh, that uh, would be able to go. Ben Hutton is is yep. like he's a he's a glue guy. Uh, he's always having fun, always smiling. Uh, he'll be good in the room. He'll be good on the ice. Uh, Alec Martinez, mm-hmm. we we love his. Uh, attention to detail and his focus, and he's a veteran guy, and he's the warrior that everybody talks about during the games. But you watch him in a practice; nobody's having more fun than Alec sure. Martinez. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, that goes with uh, Marsh. So, is there is there uh, a forward who takes the game more seriously on the Vegas Golden Knights side to try to score, or mm-hmm. is probably probably bothered more than anybody else when things aren't going right? Yeah, won't won't necessarily show it, but uh, like he's he's aware all the time. But in practice, he he's driving the bus. So I, I would probably it's difficult to put a number on on teams that mm-hmm. that have it. Yeah. Uh, this is the extreme uh, level of fun. Uh, but you're probably like uh, over slightly over half that that have it. There's maybe a couple that really got it, and sure. then there's a couple that don't have anything, and it's a chore to get through <laughs> practice. And those are the teams that I really really. Uh, feel sorry for because uh, they're, they're whether they're winning or not. Mm-hmm. It and it, maybe it's management, maybe it's the coach, maybe uh, it's a little bit of the veteran group. Uh, uh, they, they they don't have that freedom to really express themselves and have fun, and that's that's a tough way to go through a season. So yeah, the the, the I wanted to throw a team at you, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I know they've won eleven in a row. What do you think the Oilers' practices are like? Well, Paul Coffey's around there, yeah. So they're fun. Okay. Like Paul's uh, Paul's a good buddy of mine, and there's not a uh, a person who's protected from any of his verbal barbs <laughs> okay. or 
uh, is uh, safe from his stories or uh, is off limits for a tip. Like he's taken over the blue line and sure. worked with the defense there. So uh, I, I would guess like he, he can he can be firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've seen that part of him, and he's got uh, as much of an opinion as anybody that I've ever met in the game. He he is not shy about sharing his game, but the Oilers uh, in, in winning uh, the 11 in a row are, are having a great time. And the best part about uh, uh, Koff being around that group is – is everybody's talking in Edmonton right now about how they they beat all the Gretzky teams. Mm-hmm. Like the Gretzky teams didn't even do what this current Oilers group is doing sure. when it comes to consecutive wins. And Koff is saying, I was part of both. <laughs> I, uh, you guys don't get here without me. Bragging and, rights. Uh, yeah, so so I, I think that they're they're having a ton of fun. Uh, are, are there guys on that team? Like Connor's a little button down he's way better with the media than he than he ever was but he's uh, been good but he's been he's he's growing uh with personality and you watch if you if you ever get a chance to go watch him practice Mm -hmm. there's enough of what he does uh and the jaw on the floor uh of being able to uh have some fun leon uh certainly uh is able to uh have some fun uh uh evan bouchard is is a loose personality mm-hmm. doesn't say a lot in, in the media uh, i know that firsthand uh from the chirp <laughs> podcast but uh but there there is uh there's there's a zach hyman is is a fun guy uh evander kane with the you have an issue with him or, or you appreciate his play. Uh, there's people that uh, are on both sides of that and will never come around to how he plays. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, he's always chirping. So I think, I think uh, at the start of the year, like that, there wasn't a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the, with the addition of coffee behind that bench has probably added to uh, lighten the load, uh, the, the, the mood around that team. But there's, uh, I wouldn't think that they would have any issues with uh, with fun with with somebody like Paul Coffey. He's a tone even assistant coach. Yeah, he, like he would be a tone setter with that group. And I think the the leadership group with McDavid and stuff will uh, will come around to it. McDavid's he takes it on his shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's a guy that uh, will probably have to win yeah. before he really lets uh, lets his hair down because. He is a a face of a sport, but uh, but I think the rest of them are just fine there. Yeah, that that was kind of my my take on it is that you know, probably before the coaching change, like the fun levels were impacted by whether or not they were winning or losing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that team team seemed to me to be a team that would would ebb and flow based on what the results were that they were getting. And you know, if they were losing, it, it would be very much in the trenches, get to work, get out of this, and then we can have fun when we start winning. There's the other side of it too is if you're hooting and hollering in practice about mm-hmm. scoring goals mm-hmm. and your goalies aren't very good, yeah. that's <laughs> that's kind of, that's dirty pool because it's the guy's under enough pressure already. Sure. So you just go back the last couple of years and and the challenges of a uh, Jack Campbell or at the start of the year Stuart Skinner. Uh, yeah. Like if if you're doing that, you, you don't want to be a bad teammate, and you score a goal and you're like ah, woo, look at you, I let you up again. The, get, better get a new glove because that one doesn't work. Uh, that kind of <laughs> you don't want to be doing that <laughs> if the guy's already struggling and he's having to deal with it in the media every day. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also like. 
Vegas hasn't gone through that type of scenario. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that that also like that can change the dynamics a little bit uh, when it comes to, to something like that. Or if a particular defenseman uh, can't stop a one-on-one for uh, the, the life of him and you dangle him in practice, you're not going to go chirping him. But if it's just the regular D-man and you're, you, you, you dance him, uh, why not chirp him a little bit? So there, there is some awareness. I'm not saying that, uh, that you just go out, uh, uh, let it 100%, no matter who it is. Uh, there's also a little bit of a hierarchy uh, there, mm-hmm. but not so with this team near as much, uh, but uh, with some others. But I, I, I think that there, there is some awareness with it, uh, and I think you might have got that at the start of the year. For sure you did with the goaltenders. Uh, nobody was going to draw attention uh, to, to pucks going into practice on Jack or Stewart um, uh, with the way things were going. But uh, but now there's there's a lot of fun. If they score on Stewart Skinner in practice mm-hmm. or uh, Cal, uh, then why not give it to them? Because sure. life's pretty good there. Yeah. Can't get much better than 11 wins in a row. No, Boy, have they made up some uh, space. <laughs> Yes. 22 points uh, in, in their last 11 games, and you're looking at the standings right now. Yeah. And, like, point totals. Just just look at teams' point totals uh, in, in the standings, and we'll, we'll just look at the, the Western Conference. Like, uh, at the top of the standings, you have Vancouver with 62. Well, Edmonton has 22 of the last 22. Yep. Like that that that's a third, uh, more than a third of Vancouver's total, and this is just uh, before Christmas on that that Edmonton's been able to do that. That's a huge percentage uh, of the uh, point totals of every team uh, that uh, that has played this year in in the National Hockey League. San Jose, San Jose is twenty four points. Yep. On the year. Yep. Edmonton has. 22 out of a possible 22 in their last 11. And I realize that uh, that San Jose is not going to make the playoffs, and it's a apples and oranges conversation. I don't know. what is apples the good thing on that and the oranges are bad? Depends on what that, you like. Yeah, I always think that oranges kind of get a raw deal on that. Like, why are they always uh, <laughs> classified as the bad? Well, no one's ever just saying, classifying the, the it's difference. It's not being classified them. as bad. It's just saying that it's it's two different things. Well, when you classify the it as apples and oranges in this case, the, the oranges are bad. It, it's not well. Then good. you clearly like apples. Uh, San Jose uh, has twenty-four points. Edmonton has twenty-two of the last twenty-two. That's a, a staggering number. And now, in the, in the whether you want to go to division standings or wild card standings, you have Edmonton right there. They're they're a point behind a top three spot. I didn't. I thought Edmonton would get to a top three spot. I had. Zero confidence that it could happen before the All-Star break. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible with the way that a Vancouver, Vegas, or Los Angeles played at the start of the year for Edmonton to make up that much ground before the All-Star break. And Los Angeles has come back. Uh, Vegas has not been as good as they were at the start of the year. Uh, Vancouver has been able to maintain some pace, but uh, but even even with that, they are within the sights of the Edmonton. Like nobody's safe 
from the Edmonton Oilers right now. Uh, they've yeah. been that good. Yeah, they really have. I didn't know that we were going this long. Why didn't uh, Chapman tell me? We're a long way into this. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. i got a quick uh, update for you from the National Hockey League, and then we'll set up hour number two, and we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, the first question of today's media availability is the best question of all time when it comes to Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Talking about chirping in that first segment, and uh, I opened up my email when we went to break, and the first message that I had was calm. The weekly calm down from from that uh, message in that app. So I'm like, are, did I go too strong on that about telling people to chirp and beak and, and give it to their teammates? All in a fun way. Sure. Uh, do yeah. it in a fun, fun, uh, proactive, uh, if it can be supportive, uh, competitive, uh, competitive uh, analogy. You don't want to go out there and start uh, telling they're uh, jerks and they're terrible and all that kind of junk, uh, unless you do it with a with a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. I, I've done that before, where I, where I beat people with a smile on my face, and then they couldn't tell that I was really trying to give it to them uh, a little bit. And and I love chirping. I am just the absolute uh, uh, most passionate talker uh when i when i do different things or or play play in practice like these guys are national hockey league players i don't care yeah if i stop one i'll i'll do it uh, i'll trip them or if we make a defensive stop i'll tell uh petro no way they're beating you or mm-hmm. uh, something like that i i love that interaction and uh so I, that's probably why i'm so uh passionate about uh what i've been able to to just absorb from our group what's been the best chirp that anyone's ever said to you? Ah, oh, that uh, that's a good uh, question, and I have mm-hmm. the answer. It goes back to when I played junior, okay. and I got yanked out of a game. Uh, we're Not that you need to know the teams, but I played for the Dolphin Kings. I got pulled after the second period. I was on the bench, and I was chirping a player from the Winnipeg South Blues who was also from Brandon, Dave Martin, uh, no relation to the Dave Martin that works at Lotus, uh, and I was just giving it to him. Marty was a bigger guy, so I was probably making fun, not nicely, about uh, mm-hmm. maybe some of his appearances and stuff like that. And uh, and he just turned around to me and said, "Why are you on the bench?" And I was like, "Yeah, good point." And uh, our assistant captain uh, was a guy named Miles Hubbard, and he looked at me and went, "He's got you there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of nothing I had to you shut can say to for, that for, for for a little bit. And that was uh, he was he was right in the money with that. Like, why are you on the bench? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I sucked that game, uh, and that's why. <laughs> I didn't have a long and fabulous career. Uh, I appreciate a, the self-honesty. I'm a what? What's my what's my slogan? I don't know. You have I'm a slogan? A, I'm a wannabe athlete. I'm uh, a, no, no, you're a potential athlete. I'm a potential athlete. That's and why a, I'm apparently a, a bag of milk. A potential athlete. That's that's the 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 beautiful line from Pete. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one's not the best chirp ever. Uh, no. Just why you on the bench? Because he's not. No, the one on the bench is like that's in the battle. Yeah, the bag of milk one. That's just <laughs> me physically. And I'm at my age, calling me a bag of milk's pretty good. It's form. Not calling me like a, a happy meal or something like that. Fair. I shouldn't say stuff like that. Who knows? Uh, some fast food restaurant might be listening and being upset about that. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and set up hour number two. Bruce Cassidy on the way. I want to mention that, but I'll tell you why you want to look forward to Bruce Cassidy right after this.